And we are on Being Community Radio, where we remind each other that we are being community. This is the podcast delivered, hosted, created by Being Community. We are a community of self-explorers. We are a community of people who are supporting and celebrating human awakening. That's what Being Community is all about. That's what you are all about. Supporting and celebrating human awakenings. Are you celebrating your awakening? Or are you still trying to be fixed? Are you supporting your awakening? Or are you continuing to self-sabotage? Can you get over yourself and can get over your potential? What are you actually doing for the world? What are you actually doing to take care of yourself? What are you doing for your world? Truly, enough with the mission statement and the vision statements and all of the declarations and all of the amazing, beautiful, cheesy, hippie, new agey titles you have for yourself. And what are you doing? How are you showing up? You see, for me, just two hours a week showing up for you on this podcast. Two hours every Tuesday, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. It's live on TalkingAlternative.com. And then it goes on to SoundCloud and iTunes. These two hours are sacred for me. It's when I know I'm showing up to remind you. I am showing up as you inside yourself. I am the you, the profound, essential, deeper, deeper, more profound sense of you speaking to you, resonating on your consciousness. You hear that hum? Mm-hmm. That's your consciousness at work. That's your consciousness always, always celebrating you, regardless of if you're experiencing pain, pleasure, fear, certainty. It's always experiencing everything. Isn't it time to recognize that you're waking up, you're becoming conscious of the dreamer? Isn't it time to affect your future consciously? Isn't it time to really take charge by surrendering to your consciousness? Surrendering to the flow. Listening and becoming friends with the voices inside you. Don't stop or try to stop your voices. That's ridiculous. Start listening. Start paying attention to what feels good in your body. What feels tight. What comes from a place of dread because you need to be more? Or what comes from a place of embrace? It's all within you. You already know it. Aren't you lucky? Aren't you blessed that you found us tonight? That you found this right now? Yes, it's happening. People like you, people like me. We're not big sages or prophets. We don't come from some ancient place where we have to continue to validate ourselves. We are stepping off the computer. We're stepping off the screens. We are stopping to read for 10 minutes. We are stopping to attend another ceremony, another workshop, another learning experience and actually pay attention to who we are what we have become thus far and who we actually want to be and that's where embracing your own voices listening to what's going on inside you is so 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 important in the studio we have peter o'connor thank you so very much and i know that this topic of Embracing, becoming friends with your inner voices is what got you lit up. And this is why you're here with us right now, tonight, discussing. So please, go into it. As you were talking about it just now, I thought, well, what are the options? We can fight them. They will win. They win. They come back louder. They come back more insidious. They come back more duplicitous. They come back more hidden. It is tricky business. As you were speaking, I was remembering my state of mind the last two mornings as I did my best to, I'm doing quote marks, meditate. 
in the when I woke up. Enjoying that that was a struggle, but it's okay. What was a struggle? The, <clears throat> well, the voice is getting quiet, mm. the thoughts uh, slowing down. And what, what was the actual the struggle? The actual struggle was that I had an expectation. <gasps> and the expectation was to have a clear, calm, enlightened mind, and instead you kept what? The voices, uh, you know, the thoughts kept coming, and the body wanted to move, and there was always another adjustment in my posture that needed to be made. Mm. And did you? And it was all right. Was there a happy ending? Yeah, it was all right. It, yeah? it, it was all right. I I went with it, and gave it its time, and didn't didn't struggle for too long, and uh, did a little exercise to let some of that uh, electricity out. So you're definitely feeling like you're becoming friends with your voices. It's a possibility even uh-huh. now. It's a it's becoming a possibility, and I think that you naming it as you did, that's why it excited me so. Um. But it's but it's big because it speaks to our personal our, our, the processes we're involved in. It speaks to dealing with things that people say that make us uncomfortable, that trigger us, that make us feel insecure, that make us feel less than. Say, oh, well, that was actually a gift, wasn't it? That reminder that bothered me. Hmm. So let, let's break it down. Let's unpack it. You hear voices and. In this culture so far, we are very familiar with the tyranny, with the tyrant within us, with the, with the beater, right? Whether it's a conscious, cosmic, a parental figure, a religious figure, whatever it may be, but it's a part of you that just tells you you're doing it wrong. I know for me, there's a part of me that says, you see, you are defective. You're not as good as you want to be. You're just not. We all have different expressions of it. What's yours? What's your tyrant? Just as you were saying it, it's it's really, tr- really not being left alone. It's just it's like the poking. It's really just receiving you. I just, I was just experiencing it as a like a you know like a energetic pounding, like not being given peace. There's no reason not to have peace, and yet whoa, and. What do you think what would happen in your fear state? What would happen if you were... What's the fear of not being on all the time? Do you know? Yeah, I, I know part... I don't know all of it, but Good. part of it is... Uh, um, not wanting to do anything, feeling lazy or... You know... Depra- but there's a part of you. There's an unconscious part of you. That's protecting you. That's saying, if you sit still, if you don't have everything figured out, if you aren't properly assessing every situation, then what? That's right. Well, isn't that funny? That goes to fear of the unknown, which we were talking about in our last uh, program. It's okay if you don't want to face it and it's not coming to you. But that's what's well, going it, on uh, with everyone. Well, it's, uh, I would guess it has to do with uh, not feeling like I'm enough. Or, um, you know, that that's, just, yeah. Okay, so if and when you do have peace and quiet, the fear, the fear that the next predominant thought would be are these nagging constant reminders of what you're not doing of, and who you're not becoming. And those voices cause so much stress and chaos that we have the propensity to keep ourselves busy. Because we right. don't want to actually feel the real feelings of not feeling good enough. That's right. And that's where the nuance comes in. Because from the peace to the, the next set of voices that will come, the subtlety and the nuance is because something will, I say this word with neutrality, excite me into action or conscious thought or movement. And is that excitement coming from a place of inspiration? flow and being guided or is it coming from a place of the poke the pounding the peace is not yours to have you aren't doing enough you aren't good enough 
and then that's 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 where the practice that's that's <laughs> where yeah so you get so you you and the rest of us yeah it's a really good example that when you feel it when you get into that place of the tyrant the poker the beater you're literally disappearing literally live and you can awkward laugh or you can go through something right. but it's the place which we just don't want to feel so the invitation to listen to the tyrant listen to the tyrant it's hard work like you said it can be hard at first to listen and pay attention to the part of you that says uh-uh-uh uh-uh-uh, it ain't happening, it's not going to happen, not for you, not now, not ever. And our tendency to pick up the next phone call, to check the next text, to light up the next cigarette, to book our next trip to Peru, oh God, then I'll be free. But the courage, the courage to actually pay attention and become friends with these voices and get to a point where you go, Oh, look at me again, beating myself up. Oh, come here, Peter. Let me love you. Let me hug you inside yourself. Let me pay attention to you. Oh, you really are still scared that you're not good enough. You are still believing whoever it was that told you that you're not good enough only because they were afraid they're not good enough and they projected on you that you got to be a better son a better daughter, a better student, only because they are afraid that they are not their best versions. Wasting your time, but not really. Because coming back to your own greatness with this sense of knowing how self-destructive you can be, knowing that you make love to your tyrant, not trying to eliminate it. You cannot fight violence with violence. It's a violent part in you. Love it. Come to it with your hands up and say, I'll listen, I'll listen, I'll listen all the way. I'll actually listen. What are you afraid of, honey? What are you afraid of? Okay, say it. Say it all the way. Say it to me. I'm afraid I'm really not good enough. Say it again. I'm afraid I want to mount to anything. Say it again. I'm afraid I'm too weak. Say it again. I'm afraid I'll never get a hard on again. Say it. I'm afraid I'm defective. Say it. Say it. Say it all the way through. <sighs> Find that laugh at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Find the silliness of really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> and that... And that, my friend, is your soul winking back at you. In the moon of the budding trees I was gifted new eyes to see All of the shift and shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into realities Wake the dreams into realities Sunset diamonds trickle down our cheeks The language of no words is how we speak We have a question from our community. I felt a deep sense of awareness on my first experience and I continue to feel something similar since then. I feel a very strong presence. It's hard to describe it exactly because the feeling comes and goes in waves, but I find old memories resurfacing and interesting questions and insights popping up. I'm not sure exactly what to make of this. Can you please tell me more about what's happening? What's this person talking about? I think this person is, is meeting themselves. I think <laughs> I think parts of this person are coming to say hello that maybe they haven't heard from or... Uh, haven't been listening to in a while. Um, it feels uh, thing, feelings and waves of uh, memories and questions and insights are popping up. This all sounds good to me. So they came. I'm not sure what they came. This, they this had is good they, news. They, they had they had an experience. Yeah. You know, we have different gatherings around the community, right. and they always are centered around feeling home, feeling home. And when we are embracing ourselves, when we are embracing our need for belonging and community and we have different exercises or play shops and workshops and different things around being community there's usually a core a core mission and a vision of what celebrating and supporting 
human awakenings. So this question where this person says, I think it was on their first like community gathering, first experience that they came to. And they said, again, I felt a deep sense of awareness on my first <gasps> community experience with you. And I continue to feel something similar since then. I feel a very strong presence. It's hard to describe it exactly because the feeling comes and goes in waves. But I find old memories resurfacing and interesting questions and insights popping up. I'm not sure exactly what to make of this. Can you, Aurea, tell me more about what's happening? What you are experiencing is your presence being activated. This deep sense of awareness is really you waking into the dreamer within. You see, spiritual awakening is really about a spiritual reconnection with your source. You with your source. You with a you beyond which you've been thought you are. Spiritually reconnecting is a journey of remembering, remembering the part of you that exists within and is all of creation itself, something brought and continues to breathe life into you. That's the exciting and somewhat scary part of the journey. Remembering isn't because you forgot it, but because we chose to split and create this friction that allows for the miraculous manifestation that isn't just you, but the entirety of the universe. Think Big Bang. That's one hell and heaven of a split. Look at what splitting the atom creates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Imagine that life took a gamble on itself. The real intelligence is in the dance of opposite and complementary. So the cosmic timing of life itself, it's in the cosmic timing of life itself. It created this, this seemingly dual state to see what it can learn by forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering, splitting so it can come back together brighter and stronger. For who, you say? For what? For us. For this right now during your spiritual reconnection experience you surrendered by a combination of your choice and the tools and resources provided to you and by surrendering with everything you are everything you know and letting it all go and bam you find yourself in the glimpse of the ultimate truth the life force that unites everything and everyone and there, you're achieving a new state of awareness, the experience and knowing your own presence. Remember, what you're experiencing is your presence being activated. This is something you can't just forget. Consciousness is meant for expanding, and consciousness, once expanded, cannot and will not go back to the same state as before. Similar to the stretching of a rubber band. Yet, the rest of your system, your physical body, your nervous system, and years and generational patterns are still there. Be kind. Be gentle. This continues to increase now with your awareness, your personal big bang opportunity. This deep sense of awareness that you speak of, combined with everything you have been until now. Your personal profound dance of your opposite and your complementary. Right now you are in a very, very, very sacred state. Awareness and forgetfulness at the same time. Awareness and forgetfulness at the same time. Be gentle and be very kind to yourself now. Yes, it comes and goes in waves. Yes, it always has. You have always been waves. Everything is waves. Yet you are now aware, more now than ever before, to the miracle of, you guessed it, your presence. You are connected to your witness, to your observer, thinker, imaginer, your godly no-self. You get this and you don't. You remember and you doubt. You are confident and scared. 
right? Right. All these memories and questions are for observations, not for solving and dwelling. Let your presence watch it all. Let your memories and questions be danced with in the swirl and curves of your expanding and contracting consciousness. Let your thoughts, insights, doubts, ideas, pains, enthusiasm, and a million other emotions coming up be embraced by your new sense of profound, deeper, higher self. Stay connected, my friend, by not holding on to anything, but through your breath. Stay aware by not trying to. Stay aware by not trying to. At this stage, don't try to make anything out of it. It is making you, literally creating you. And as you get more and more comfortable with navigating your own consciousness, you'll realize that you are always, always have been co-creating your reality. You are and always have been generating your own presence. Congratulations. Your soul is evolving, my friend. You are remembering. You are remembering who you are. So, if you insist on doing something, here are some suggestions and reminders. Take a breath. Thank you. Develop a practice of cultivating presence. This new sense of deep awareness. How? Time with yourself, like we have been speaking. Just you and you, long walks, sitting on a bench, laying in bed, daydreaming. Bubble Get bath. to know. Bubble baths. Bubble baths. Hot baths, candles. Journey type music. Just imagine Peter's voice. <laughs> uh, Sorry about that. No, go right ahead. No, I was apologizing to them. Well, <laughs> that's your problem. <laughs> like we said, just to finish off, with memories and questions that keep popping up, pay attention to them. Don't fight them. Don't try to answer them. Don't try to remember the insights and epiphanies. What's real always comes back. What's real always, always, always comes back. That's why you're still listening. You may write them down. Follow your feelings. Allow your feelings to completely express themselves. That's exactly what we've been talking about. Don't worry. You will not be swallowed whole by your own fears. It's merely the opposite of your magnificence. It takes both. Get used to the dance. Mastery, my friend. Mastery is navigating. Thank you for this awesome, awesome question and participating and not just being an observer and being community, but participating, asking the questions that mean the most to you. Look how much you are helping the rest of the world. Yes, that's you by sharing, by speaking. What are you adding on to this, Peter? There was no, f- there was no fear in that question. That's what I revere about it, and I'm impressed with. Hmm. It was pure observation and curiosity, which feels to me like there's already a sense of there's already a healthy sense of detachment to the experience, which we've been kind of talking about. It's maturity. Uh, yeah. You know, we've been talking about. I could do a whole show, and maybe I will, about what I learned over the past three years. And the level of maturity, mm, you know, starting with me and then continuing with the reflections that are showing up. It's so important to do this deep work. It's not for everyone. Being community isn't for everyone, meaning it's everyone's job. But being able to look at yourself and stay in the conversation is leadership, leadership, leadership in your own life. And as we are continuing to embrace our own conversations and demons and shadows, we are attracting greater, bigger, more profound sense of guides, of mirrors, of friends, of community remembers, really, into our lives. And that's why you sense this sense of maturity, because this is exactly what happens when you stop getting thrown around by your own thoughts and thinking that you have to fix yourself. Now the real journey after the journey becomes how do I learn to 
navigate? What can help me? How is kind of rough. What can help me navigate my consciousness? What happens with my ups and downs? What is this awareness that I'm experiencing? And these are the questions that you're asking yourself. And I know that you're having a hard time finding answers out there. Because most of the experience of enlightenment come from people that have been enlightened thousands and thousands of years ago. They don't have the same access to but they definitely didn't to technology and what we have right now. Most of the wisdom out there is ancient, literally. And it's all true. And yet we are being called to create the new Bible. We're here to create the new sacred text of 2016, of the 21st century. Who are you becoming? What are you teaching? What will people study in 200 years from now, in 30 years from now, in a few thousand years from now? You are the next Moses, Jesus, Noah, Allah, Muhammad, whatever. It's all within you. You are being it. So wake up. Wake up. We have another question from a community member. Remember. From a community member who also, it seems as though, had an experience and has a question about their experience. There were parts of my experience where I felt amazing. I would get these visions, like a movie was playing, where some of the biggest problems in my life were unraveling or being solved. Wow. Witnessing a movie of some of their biggest problems be unraveling or being solved. I saw the pettiness that I myself was playing into, into uh, important situations that are holding me back from real happiness in my life. Pettiness preventing happiness. In these visions, I saw pettiness dissolve in the face of a greater energy, a greater presence, a greater purpose in my life. I considered forgiveness of others who have hurt me where I hadn't considered it before. It's big. I can't fully grasp what was happening, but I really want to know more. And she or he ended with a, with a poem. I considered forgiveness of others who have hurt me where I hadn't considered it before. I can't fully grasp what was happening, but I really want to know more. What does it uh, tell me, Peter, for you, your initial... Well, they like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I mean, that's the question, hu- do you relate to it? I, wow, it's huge. Actually, I do relate to it. Exactly. My first, my very first uh, uh, similar experience, I don't know exactly what it was. Back when I lived in California, I actually had what I describe as seeing film. My eyes closed. I had some guidance around it or someone held space for me and I saw like black and white film which corrected misunderstandings and misapprehensions I was carrying beliefs I had about relationships with nuclear family members and I was shown film which either happened or was representative of a dynamic that was happening we're not going to doubt this on air please this guy sometimes it helps to explain it's not all defensive. And uh, those issues, those ideas, those, misap- those misunderstandings were solved that night. Um, pettiness being in the way of uh, real happiness. Uh, no kidding. I mean, who admits that? That's huge. So true. Our, our, oh God, our little, our egos in conversation, they pop up. They need to speak first, speak loudest, be the first to answer the question, sound smart. And the daily pettinesses, pettinesses, really tend to connect to larger reverberations of resentment. 
that are the walls around things that need to be forgiven in ourselves, which are sh- being showing up as ways we need to forgive others. It, it points out to our earlier conversation. I mean, literally just this last question where I touched on life's big game, life cosmic purpose, right? Growing its intelligence by exposing it, us, to what splits us, right? Causing the actual separation and forgetfulness. In other words, I like to use the Big Bang, gambling on itself, life itself, to come back to wholeness with new profound insights, information, and compassion. Life knows what it's doing. Part of this ability to, part of this skill, it's a skill, you have to practice it, to look from afar onto our process, is to recognize it's as as much as we learn to take responsibility for everything that happens to us, we have to remember it's not all up to us. We don't ha- it's not about all these things we have to do. We are blessed. We are blessed to be alive these days. Life knows what it's doing. This is the time that all the sages, prophets, right, and sacred texts of all generations were pointing to. Yeah. We are now the most connected and most safe in history of humanity. Mm-hmm. So, yes... Sure, the problem still exists because it is our choice now. It is truly up to us right now to make the choices from our heart, make decisions, take risks, and create structures that inspire and generate love, light, joy for ourselves and everyone around us. So, my friend, what you're witnessing is your own process of becoming whole. That's what you're witnessing, your own process of becoming whole. What you're experiencing is your own journey into wholeness. And yet, it's not just yours. It's merely expressed through your own stories and life experiences, but the stories shared by everything and everyone. Which you may consider pettiness, like the journey from pettiness to compassion, is really the process of ending all of the wars going on in the world right now. Which, again, which you may consider this journey from pettiness to compassion is really the process of ending all of the wars going on. What may seem very personal to you and your life story is really the same exact catalyst and path that is uniting all of the nations, all of the world. When you end your internal wars against yourself and others, we change the frequency in all of creation itself. You're experiencing oneness, unity, and the connected of the connectedness of the heart of your heart, it's a new place, it's a new experience. The road to wholeness and world peace is paved with a collective realization of how petty and fearful we have all been. We may think we have had good reasons, and in a matter of human safety and consciousness maturity, we are right. We had our good reasons, yet remember. It is all life's bigger, bigger plan for us to become truly grateful for what we have right now. Your pettiness and greatness come with the same power and from the same source. It is important for you, my friend, it really is, to realize that compassion isn't better than pettiness. Compassion isn't better than pettiness. It is the result of awareness and the unavoidable path of the soul's union back to itself. You are both petty and compassionate. You are both petty and compassionate. You are now making the choice consciously. As always, in these places and time, I'll remind you that you don't need to fully grasp anything. Not right now. Yet it is the curiosity and imagination that is leading you on this journey. Good. Once again, same advice. Be kind to yourself. Take care of your heart and recognize the beauty and subtlety and vulnerability of becoming aware, humble and kind. And that self <coughs> that self-care realizing the place in us that makes us react with pettiness is the place that needs our embrace, needs our gentle stroking and hugging and, and bringing close. And when we feel more full, and more settled in ourselves, it won't even occur to us to be petty. And when it sprouts up from time to time, we'll laugh at it. Hmm. There's a bird. I sense a bird, a, a large and impressive and speedy bird. 
We have a call from a community member. Line one, please. Hello. Hello. Greetings from Los Gatos. Los Gatos. What a beautiful answer, response, Aurea. And it's great to be on the phone with you, Peter, Aurea, and Sam. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Pleasure. Did you say you're in Los Gatos? Los Gatos, California. Donde es Los Gatos? What's in Los Gatos? By the mountains. You're in the mountains? Close to it. Beautiful town. Good for you. What are you doing there? I'm doing a yoga teacher training. Oh, yeah. With an amazing amazing teacher uh, based out of Santa Monica. I mean, Brian Kest. Huh. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, tell us. It's it's great. He's he reminds me a lot of a lot like you, Oria. He's he's just like he's just like the real deal, and he's he's just um, he's super cool. There he, he's there's a bunch of yoga teachers in the class, and they're um, getting really frustrated with poses, and he's just saying like fuck the fuck. I love to say that like f the poses. And uh, bringing it back to the reason why everyone's there, and uh, he's basically using yoga or asana as a core to like get people to talk about uh, the same things that you know we're working on in the community. So, what are we working on in community? Ourselves. What's the What's the purpose? So what? What? So if yoga is 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 his and yours right now excuse to get people together mm. what happens next what do you envision what is he envisioning for you and what are you envisioning for the people you are going to be working with well it's true yoga does bring people together and um, the meaning of yoga is um, union really and uh, or to yoke and when they talk about yoking an animal, for example, you're harnessing the animal so that it's not roaming wild and it's not, you know, you're in, you're sort of in control and you're you're guiding it. And it's basically translates in what we need to do with ourselves and our mind and just be more conscious in our decisions. So not not do things unconsciously and and you know see where our mind wanders and see where our mind dwells mm-hmm. and bring it back and. Um, it's just about mindfulness and, you know, taking good care of ourselves. Developing. And I love the idea. No, sorry, keep going. Keep going. No, so I just, I love the idea of, um, you know, I think he raises a good point that, like, you know, people bring their shit into yoga and then they turn it into shit. And, um, you know, they make it about fitness and vanity and poses and, they get frustrated when they look around and they're not doing the same thing. But I think it's it's a great idea to like bring people together and have them, you know, try something but really be have a, a more underlying message. Um, and I see I see that sort of uh, skeleton or outline being translated into other areas outside of like a yoga community, for example, like perhaps industries. Um, and with like-minded industries, people who are working together for a similar cause, um, you know, practicing something like this really with the underlying of, like, shining light on their dark spots and um, being more conscious. Developing, uh, sounds like you said, uh, self-loving, imaginative, co-creative reins on, on the horse of ourselves, huh? Yeah, I mean, definitely just having an awareness. And, and once you have an awareness, it's a choice. And you, you want to choose, like you said, you're both compassionate and petty. But now you can choose. I'm so, I'm so happy that you're here. And I, we're going to have to go on a break in a couple of minutes, but I want you to stay on the phone. Is that okay? So we can sure continue thing. chatting. Okay, so we're going to be back in 30 seconds. What I'd like you to think about and feel into is tell us what caused you and what led you to take this risk and to find yourself in yoga training. 
so tap me out and tap me into you heal my brain and my body too balance my chemistry hydrate these cells cause the body talks and meditation helps the body talks and meditation helps oh, oh, oh. Falcon among the cats <laughs> in the lovely mountains of California. I'm imagining you perched, I don't know, maybe more of a berm. I don't know if you're on a peak, but something tells me you're looking at peaks or visual, visualizing the peaks of your future, which are in between your, in between your belly and your heart and making their way out of your third eye. And we mm. were celebrating your the success of your make you know making creating for yourself exactly what you what you want in your life lately we, that's what we were talking about in the break so let's oh, thank you it's important it's important to for us to acknowledge thank you these these of your successes <laughs> give us some dirt falcon so how did yes, you, so how'd you get here what's going on what's really going on um, when I was in California for about six weeks on a break, I, you know, wanted to just take care of myself, and I thought yoga would be whoa, a part whoa, of it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, you took a so break. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said you took a break. Is this something you used to, you you do a lot? You take a yearly vacation? Is this part of <laughs> what? Tell us more. No, I um, I'm not working right now, and. Um, this is like the first time Why in my life working? that I've ever Why had aren't this you working? space and time. And so um, I had like this weird pipe dream of maybe trying to be bicoastal and work on a project basis versus then just like signing up and working exclusively for someone around the clock, basically. So, um, so I tried it out and I came to, I went to um, Santa Monica and I was there for about six weeks. And I was pitching a couple of projects. Um, none of them really came into fruition um, the way that I was hoping. And so I just sort of started, you know, taking space for myself and going to yoga, going to meditation, taking really long bike rides, spending time on the beach. This is a love. So, um, this, this story is fantastic. Let's go back a little bit. You're being humble as per normal, and we love it. I remember a statistic, something like you worked from the age of 14 straight up until, what, six months ago? Yeah, just until, until <laughs> January, but I always worked. After school, You've I always, always had a very always, intense... always, always worked. Yeah. And worked <laughs> your way into an Ivy League school and performed well there and have worked and worked. And have come to some acknowledgments, right, in the last year or, or two that maybe there was more out there for you and you've taken some risks you've what you've you've pumped the brakes on things that were in motion some some inertia right mm. i think that would help us and other listeners to hear about the, some moments of courage you had where you made a some brave pumping of the brakes on things that were a bit too automatic for your happiness Thank you. Um, I'm not used to talking about myself. You're doing um, great. You're doing great. <laughs> so, yeah, I left my job of nine years um, that was really lucrative and stable, and um, many would consider somewhat prestigious. And I went to go work for another um, similar um, type job, but it actually didn't, it, it presented one way, and, it, and the reality of the job was something else. So after a very short time, after working someplace nine years, I was only there nine months, and I decided it wasn't wasn't best to invest any more time, my time into um, that opportunity. Although it's a, a great company and they do great good. work, it wasn't good. really working out for me. So um, beautiful. So what has changed in your experience of yourself that your frame of heart, frame of mind, frame of spirit? shifted and i'm not putting words into your mouth because i'm you've said this to me as uh, this before what shifted for you what shift did you make or what shift did you allow or shifts 
in mind frame, heart frame, spirit frame to do something that three years ago you would have considered unimaginable, no? Well, the thing is, the great thing is, is I wasn't imagining it three years ago. And <laughs> once I realized that I've always sort of, mani- I'm, I'm very, po- we're powerful. We can really, if we set our intentions and we want things and work towards them and, and they're honest or rather our intentions are true, we can, we can manifest those things. And so my success in my previous job was really what I wanted and I got it. And then what shifted was, um, it felt it started to feel empty. It didn't feel like the proper. I don't want to say proper. It didn't feel um, like a genuine way that I should be serving, or that I that I was felt nourished by my job. And it just felt like at the end of paycheck. And then I started to lose attention, and I just mostly I just started to feel like I was like a like wasting my own resources and not being really nourished by my job anymore. And so what work were you doing outside of work that made you expanded your awareness in this way? The journey work. Working on yourself? The, pardon me? Working on yourself. Yeah, working on myself. Um, self-care. presence. Yeah, right. self-care. Um, understanding that, you know, that we can co-create. Um, something big for me was um, not, like, not taking a victim mentality. Victim um, victim mentality. You know, self-responsibility for the things that happen, um, why we choose things over and over again, even if they sometimes hurt us, what, you know, what's going on there. Wow. Um, wow. And then, and then I just, you know, wanted to be in a better position to, you know, it all comes down to being happy. It's just like different things, I think, create happiness for all of us and certain and maybe throughout our lifetimes what makes us happy changes um and just on my path to be just more happy more complete things started to shift and i really wanted to attract like be in a more in a a situation that matched me better what do you say is a trap it's a trap that you often either still find yourself in or you had a tendency, like the most common thought trap, the most common place where wouldn't have allowed you to take the risk to quit your job. And then once you quit your job, to feel confident at the craziness of leaving the prestigious decade-long uh, career that people would really, 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 they would at least taught they would die for uh, just quitting and following your heart and going against such great advice from such great successful people who would tell you keep your job just get more money at it S- stick to it just get another raise uh, what is a trap what is a place that you are finding is the most common that you can illuminate a little bit of your process that can inspire and tell people that by the you know the journey between complaining and taking shit from a boss who you don't really like to actually finding yourself in a spot that you are possibly feel like that you have I don't want to say found your calling because that's so uh, boxy <laughs> but you're actually doing things that you feel your soul is dancing with you this is something that you feel so good about but what's going on in the journey in between uh, from sitting and complaining about your boss to now you know training and being with people that you want to emulate and that you admire so i think the trap is lack of trust um in in life and that we're being as long as we're being authentic and true to ourselves that we're going to be supported and also trusting that, you know, um, that the lessons, you know, whether they were hard, they came through the form of hardships or, you know, whatever it is, the lesson was that was difficult was actually for your, your betterment for, to strengthen you for whatever is next and not to get stuck in the, in the, in the space that's, you know, in the heartbreak or in the, 
you know, and the fear that comes from from those, you know, those places that you're you're not happy. You know, it's just basically the unknown and trusting that. Why is it tempting? Um, why, oh. yeah. why is it tempting to get stuck in that heartbreak? And you know, not just for yourself, but universally. Why is that so? Why is that so freaking attractive? Why does that suck us in? What is that? What's so seductive about the heartbreak? Well, I think it's hard. I, you know, unfortunately, I, I guess seductive is a good word because like you're attracted to it but it depends on your feeling of empowerment maybe like you know having the experience of feeling that you're supported or having a lot of it uh, you know as you're speaking i'm thinking of molly ringwald movies john hughes and molly ringwald movies and the three quarters of the way through molly ringwald is going to get her heart broken and part of us some more than others love that part of the movie when we can feel something mm. yeah it's sad but we feel it we relate oh my god oh i'm alive i feel this it's consciousness mm. becoming self-conscious and somehow this is what we have ingrained we are awakening truly for the first time through the trauma so we have this sense of longing for that pain for that heartache because it was literally the first time we realized that there is a me inside that pain that ripped when your entire world gets ripped apart <laughs> you go oh man there is a self within me and without proper guidance and maturity level of the society we have this seductive allure into our pain and our misery that so many of us are still really addicted to because it's the one place that you recognize yourself as alive mm-hmm. and awake and I really want to thank you for reminding us that the beyond that trap, the door to freedom, the liberation, the, the lesson of all lessons, the biggest lesson, the turning point is trusting, really mm-hmm. trusting life and trusting yourself and trusting everything that's been bringing you here. So in the last 30 seconds of this show, I really want to say thank you to you for being such a loyal just to us, to yourself, your true example of sticking to it and coming back to the table and never getting lost in your fifth year of high school moments. <laughs> we really appreciate you and we look forward to you and everyone else listening to serving and sharing and being your gift. Love you. Love you. Thank you.